0: International jasmine's instagram live story for updates on the new podcast oh is it a podcast i don't know she just said project tune in to find out
1: i have like nine irons in the fire and i'm like my one goal is to just follow through with something so like yesterday i said if i made a video series where i talked about my favorite shows would you watch and 11 people said yes so
0: you might have to move the mic a little closer to your face you sound a little far away
1: oh yeah sorry like in okay is that better yeah oh yeah we better Okay. Sorry about that. There we go. I'm always loud Perfect. and like when I used to work in radio, they would get on me about how my peas would pop on the microphone.
0: Popping your peas too hard.
1: Pop that pee.
0: Pop. pop that p <laughs> <laughs> Is any of that recording? Pop that pee, the I new track by recording. Trina.
1: Okay. Good. Oh God. <laughs> okay. Good. No, this is we can we can work around this. Okay. Um, so, should I start by introducing us?
0: Hey. Yeah. Go for it.
1: Hey, everybody. My name is Jasmine Ellis, and I'm joined by. And
0: I'm Kai Krebs,
1: and we are Extra Salty. Extra Salty is a podcast. Uh, unlike any other, that's a lie. A lot of podcasts are a lot alike. Uh, But (laughs) what we aim to do is, of course, we're two funny people. We're both stand-up comedians, improvisers, (laughs) writers, and creatives. But what we want to do is, instead of just talking about comedy, we're talking to people about their real-life stories and the things that still make them feel a little salty. By salty, we mean maybe bitter, maybe resentful, maybe just downright mad. But it's all about moving forward and doing better with your life. So we're um, highly untrained psychologists um just sharing what we know
0: yeah like just wanting to take a deep dive into those things that make us resentful and like see uh what what all people tend to hold on to what people are okay with letting go of and uh do you think we should uh, give people the idea of what inspired the podcast?
1: That's a that's a funny idea. So for both of us to both be both of us are stand-up comics that have been in respective scenes for mm. a while, but moved to the Austin scene recently. So it's kind of funny. And like, I'm gonna preface this by saying I'm a middle child. <laughs> so there is a contest, a very very important contest in the city of Austin. Uh, the that, funniest
0: person in Austin contest, hosted by Cap City Comedy Club,
1: and it's huge. Like it. it the talent on that contest are amazing and it was funny because what they do is they have the contest and then it's a panel of judges they're gonna pick who's good and people who got chosen were amazing but what was funny is there was like a bunch of shows for rejects of the contest and neither of us were chosen
0: yeah it was like the uh, the honorable mentions of like comedy shows kind of is how it felt like these are all the people who uh, didn't advance far and we feel like they need more time <laughs> and then we didn't even get the participation ribbon
1: <laughs> which is so so funny because I feel like that's how saltiness works. Like if we, if we had been asked to be on those, we'd be like, well, that's fine. But I wish I didn't
0: <laughs> And then because
1: we didn't get asked, we're like, damn, I didn't even get on the bench. Like I, I'm still watching from this dance. So I was joking and I was like, why don't we just make our own show and call it Extra Salty? Which like for half a second was almost a show and then became a podcast. And Ooh. I was
0: like, I'm already typing the email. What do you want to call it?
1: Because <laughs> we realized we just had so, so much in common. Um, you're also from Louisiana. Yeah, um, yeah. Which is which is cool. Um, and we both like to talk about our childhoods a lot. Um, I always feel guilty because my poor mother, I don't know if she like has the wherewithal to figure out how to use technology enough to listen to this. But like if she listens to enough of my stand-up, she's just like, gosh, you just made me sound like the worst mom. <laughs> and I do love my mom. But I'm um, talking about, you know. Our personalities and our histories and that kind of thing is what we talk about.
0: Um, yeah, I, I actually have a joke in my act where I call my mom a C plus mom. And uh, <laughs> the last time that they were in town, like they were only in town for a couple of days. And I was like, I'm only doing one show where I'm doing stand up. You guys should come see it. And they were like, listen, we're tired. We're going to go back to the hotel. And I was like, see, this is why I gave you the C plus. <laughs>
1: That's that's really honest. I always always appreciate that. I love how family you can invite them to things, and it seems like the only shows they feel like coming out to are the ones that you're not sure you can get them right. comps on. Like, and then it's like a hassle, and they're bringing like seven other people, and you're like, what am I even gonna do? That's I don't know. That's how to, my to be is.
0: fair, the show that I was doing like started at 10 p.m. and I think I was like fourth or something on the lineup. So like I was like a good like 20 ish minutes in, like then like 10:30, like whenever you're visiting from out of town and have been driving all day. I'll give it to them that that's kind of late.
1: Mm, but yeah my parents started eating dinner at 5 So there's like <laughs> that's a long time to go between meals like i mean it's they gotta wait till 4 a.m for breakfast like what are they gonna do
0: oh my family like we didn't even like we had a dining room table like until i was like meh, maybe eight but we like never used it like we we never did like the whole sit down as a family like really? dinner kind of thing like we would just be like slumped in a puddle on a couch and are eating pants <laughs>
1: eating pants yeah
0: whatever whatever had the uh, the most give in the waistband those were uh, the best eating pants candidates
1: <laughs> i've got my eating pants on right now which are just essentially leggings that i've cut the legs off and so my <laughs> so my thighs don't touch it's gonna be a hot ass summer i'm not full I, that's what i'm salty about today like you were waiting for me and you're like where are you and i'm just like i'm just I'm just going to take my time responding back to this text because I just don't want to get out of the car.
0: Yeah, you were like, I'm in the car. It's hot. And I was like, really? I, sw- I was like, we're going to have a text conversation while we're like 50 feet away from each other.
1: <laughs> I've lived in Texas my whole life, but I feel like this particular summer is just more aggressive. I don't know. I don't, is Austin summer? Is it hotter here or just muggier here or smellier here?
0: Oh God, I've been living here for four years and I still only like kind of barely pay attention. Like I've only paid enough attention that I know what's going on that day. Like I can't <laughs> (laughs) compare summers to one another all i can say for sure is that usually when it's cold like february is our shitty month that's the only thing i got down
1: (laughs) Ooh, okay so the other day you and i were talking about kind of a social phenomenon that i think both of us are a little salty about okay and the best part about this for those of you who are going to listen to this later is him and i didn't really prepare this so i'm just gonna like hit you at this um how does ghosting make you feel
0: oh good lord it's
1: okay i had a feeling that would get a good reaction from you
0: (laughs) okay so here's the thing uh something that's very common in gay dating is just like Well, for the most part, like, since the only place you can really meet people in public and know for sure, like, you have, like, an open kind of chance at flirting with somebody, like, unless they explicitly say it is, like, at a gay bar. Pause. Okay.
1: Dumb straight person question. So, if I was, like, how's gay dating going? Would you be, like, bitch, shut up? Or can I, like, use the preference gay before I ask you about something? Like,
0: Well, I, (laughs) see, I say gay dating because it's, like, whenever I'm talking about, like, the act of dating and, like, the way that the scenes work, there is a lot of difference in the dynamic between gay dating and straight dating absolutely uh now like if you were just walking up to me and like we're like oh hey are you gay dating anyone I'd be like maybe don't but uh just like specifically talking like the dynamics of how the scene works like so unless you're willing to go to a gay bar like you're probably not going to necessarily meet somebody out in public that you're gonna be like super confident like oh yeah and like they're gay they're feeling me like let's like i'm gonna i'm gonna you know ask him out or whatever like because <laughs> there's always like that sneaking thing in the back of your mind of like if i do ask them and they take it the wrong way then this wall behind me is going to become lockers and they're going to push me against it and shit might get weird
1: oh man that that's a, a real fear that you have to live with uh, do you feel like the scene here in austin is probably like is it are you more aware that are there more gay men do you feel more comfortable in austin versus when you were in alexandria oh i
0: i I definitely feel more comfortable in austin like compared to alexandria because i mean like my hometown was like was around thirty thousand ish people whenever i was living there and uh like i actually have a bit in my act about my hometown like the chances of being the victim of a violent crime in my hometown like in 2013 like the odds were like one in 11
1: well that's good odds
0: in compton it was (laughs) one in 36
1: Oh, damn. you outpaced outpays Compton.
0: So, and I, I know it's like skewed by the number and everything, but still one in 11 is like a little bit too high of odds for me to feel like really comfortable doing anything, much less trying to walk up to someone and being like, Hey, I like that camouflage hat you're wearing. Do you have, a, <laughs> do you have an extra PBR for me? Like, you know,
1: please tell me there's a gay porn parody of Duck Dynasty.
0: Fuck Dynasty. Five,
1: absolutely. That's <laughs> what my brain did. I was like, fuck
0: that. Tell me it's a thing. Oh, uh, but, like... Uh, Where a dude quacks when he
1: comes. I'm
0: sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Quack attack, part <laughs> four. Uh, <laughs> but, um, so, like, just just to heart back into the ghosting thing, like, here, I definitely do feel more comfortable, but since I'm not really, like, a big gay bar person, like just by principle like because I'm not really like a dancer or anything like that and I'm just like more of a dive bar person anyway because like I'm from Louisiana like a small town where everything is like shitty and grungy and that's just like kind of what I'm used to Mm -hmm. Um, like the main way that I have to meet people for the most part are going to be like online dating apps and Whenever it comes to that, like, there's this huge preponderance of people who are either, like, discreet or just, like, not out at all. Or, uh, especially in Austin, there's a very large segment of the population that considers themselves, like, in an open relationship or polyamorous in some way. And I'm like, that's good for you. That's not something that I really have the skill set to successfully navigate. Mm -hmm. Um, So... Meeting people and, like, actually having, like, kind of a place to start can be challenging sometimes. And then whenever people find that they don't have a place to start since it's the internet and you haven't met somebody face-to-face, it's just so much easier to be, like, block or left swipe. And then it's gone and you don't talk about it. And it's, like, I don't... The
1: block seems so mean it's so
0: aggressive like it's just
1: like okay like literally some some dude in india and not to pigeonhole like people of specific ethnic groups or literally just to make you understand how far away this person was sent me a message that just said let me see your dick and i was like (laughs) for the record y'all i'm a cisgender female (laughs) i don't have a dick i don't know what what kind of super trolling he was doing or if he just didn't understand the possessive noun there and he wanted me to see his dick but like i didn't block that guy (laughs) like i thought "Mm, that might hurt his feelings
0: like you know what (laughs) you gave it a try i'm just gonna let it go
1: (laughs) how why i just don't understand why people can't just say it's been cool talking to you but i'm not gonna follow through or i'm not interested or i'm seeing someone oh.
0: I, I don't i don't know i i think that there's just like something like kind of intrinsically about that that like feels like confrontational maybe um like i Fuck. because like if you're if you're saying to somebody like especially if you haven't met them in person yet or you're just going based off of like light conversation and maybe like profile photos or whatever like to be like hey i'm not interested like i could probably read like shallow to some people and it's like yeah maybe it can read shallow but it's like at the end of the day like you want to be like attracted to the person that you're talking to etc whatever so it's like it's it's just better in the long run to be like hey look you you know you seem cool we can be friends or whatever but you, like i'm not interested i'm not attracted like whatever it will be because yeah it'll sting in the moment Mm -hmm but it's also better than like doing this weird dance for a couple days than getting blocked out of nowhere and it just being mm. like this weird like drawn out mess.
1: See what I dealt with when I was single wasn't even just like the online side like I would like get to know a guy go on that first date. I like I it's so funny because I literally still have dudes in my cell phone saved as like Josh Tinder like <laughs> did not get their government name and there's still I promise you there's at least one like Anthony Tinder in here or something and so I would go on the first date with them and have a great time and you know i was a little old southern belle so i wasn't going to kiss on the first date what have you and then i just never hear back from them and like a couple days later i text him like hey i really had a good time on our date <clears throat> nothing nothing radio silence and then seven months later eight nine months whatever they'd be like hey how you been and oh, i yeah i would it would say anthony tinder <laughs> i go who is this <laughs> like oh, knowing yeah. good and no. well i have their oh. number saved
0: I, and i th- I think that's just like s- the inherent problem that you find with a dating app is like that there is just like such a preponderance sean tender there he is <laughs> there's just such a two
1: zero six i'm kidding <laughs> no jesus <laughs> Sorry, extra, extra
0: salty Ex- takes no prisoners
1: still mad when, when was last time we texted <laughs> I to him in five years <laughs> Go but like
0: I, I think that's like kind of the intrinsic issue that you have with a dating app is like by bringing dating and people to your fingertips like it's it's always gonna feel like there's like more of a preponderance of people than you may have time for you're willing to commit to or whatever so it's like if something seems more difficult or time consuming uh, like if the if it's not perceived that like the air quotes reward is worth the effort mm-hmm. then it's so much easier to just go well this isn't seeming like something that's working for me or it's just like this is too much or whatever and just being like well i can swipe left and then there are you know a hundred thousand other people to look for so it's just like it, it 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 increases the supply exponentially as compared to like the demand yeah you know so it it's like this odd balance of just like i could very i can find this same thing that i'm looking for so much easily easier somewhere else so if it seems like work left swipe you away think, you go do you
1: think that people in austin tend to be more non-committal just because it's like oh, a yeah. fun city where you're oh, visiting yeah. a lot
0: <laughs> jesus yeah uh <laughs> i i've said about i said this about austin before and i'm sticking by it. like our main export is drunk 2am texts like it's <laughs> that's what it is like it's a college town and college towns like for the most part especially like since it being ut and it's being such a big school there's such a heavy preponderance of people who are in their late teens early 20s and that it's just like i'm free to live because i'm never gonna die or whatever (laughs) and Then on top of it, like, it's just such a party town because there are music festivals all the time and uh, there's all of this alcohol everywhere. You can get beer while you wait at the vet. I've done it before. So it's just like, (laughs) it's so much easier to be flighty whenever it's like, it seems like you're just like calmly kind of coasting through life or like that there's no like real pressure to or like rush on anything that you're doing. And not that there should be pressure or rush, but it's just like, it's a lot easier to, I think back out of stuff that feels like pressure, whenever everything around you is just so like chill.
1: You're giving all these like societal examples of why it's okay. But when it comes down to, I just feel like it's a little bit of narcissism. It's it's people like they put their best interest forward and that's oh, it. They're just like mm, it won't necessarily affect me if I just hurt this per- person's feelings and like no, it won't affect you, but it does. Like people have feelings. I don't know. I've been on the receiving end of it, and even like when I was a lot younger, sometimes it was easier to just stop talking to a guy than to explain why okay. I didn't want to. But now I teach it. Like I treat it like a teachable moment. Like when I was on dating apps and I would get messages. Like I remember this guy asked me how much I weighed, I kid you not. He was just like and i was like hi and he goes how much do you weigh and i was like excuse me and he's like how um, much do you weigh and i was like i'm 170 and he's like your profile says you're 5 foot 5 i'm not sure that's proportionate and i
0: was like he was doing a fat check that's yeah. all that was fat
1: check like yeah a- that
0: was that was a fat check he's like how much do you weigh how tall are you let me do the math here and then he was like that meme of that woman with the math all over her her face and then he was like oh does not compute next
1: And I was just like, I was like, you, I'm just going to go ahead and end this conversation right now. You have a great life. I hope you find someone with a BMI you're looking for.
0: Oh, yeah. And whenever, (laughs) whenever I say all that stuff, I'm definitely not trying to make excuses because if I were making excuses, I wouldn't be posting like passive aggressive statuses (laughs) on Facebook about it. But it's just like, that's like the only way that I can like kind of understand like where it's coming from a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's it's shitty at the end of the day yeah but it's just i i think it's just the fact that there's like such a high supply that it's like you, it, it it it's it sounds shitty to say like it takes away the thrill of the chase because it's there's not like a chase or anything but it's just like why strive whenever i could get exactly what i'm looking for for like so much less effort somewhere else you know like you have to kind of be on that's, the. Uh,
1: I can't decide if we're talking about romance or capitalism. Like it sounds like you're just like you can
0: get more for less. That's I, why I, we shop at Walmart. Hey, I f- <laughs> I, f- I feel like capitalism plays into why that mentality happens. I I mean, I definitely think there's some overlap in that Venn diagram.
1: Oh my gosh, that that's actually a whole deep conversation. Hmm, that's interesting.
0: Yeah, like and the, the 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 funniest thing about that status that I posted was just the fact that it's like. Out of all of the people who, like, commented and liked it, like, there were, like, two people who were commenting on it who were, like, guilty of ghosting me themselves <laughs> and one person who liked it who did the same thing. And I'm just like, are y'all, like, completely oblivious to this shit?
1: People can be so unself-aware. Like, it's funny, they'll reap they. You can have, like, a breakup with someone and then years later they'll remember it completely different. Oh, yeah. They'll swear to God they, like, sat you down and you guys shook hands afterwards and, and you just agreed to be pen pals for the summer. Meanwhile, like... They like lied about it and gave you chlamydia. I'm not speaking from experience, but you know what I mean. Like they will just like I, I really, genuinely believe that there's like a higher percentage of socio- sociopathism out there than we think we know. Oh, I don't.
0: I don't know if I would throw that word around. That's a that's a psychologist word, and we're not that.
1: Well, we have already admitted it, so I can. Okay, I think. A lot of my exes were sociopaths. I genuinely believe that they like because I do think there are people who get off on the attention from other people and they don't they don't actually like the other person. They just like the attention that person gives them. I don't know. I'm I'm speaking from a very salty place right now. No, I've I, been there. Hey,
0: I I've I've been there and I've been in that same place. Like I, I felt very similarly about my ex. I didn't want, like want to directly categorize it as that, but it's just like oof. I don't know. it's like you got you i was like there's i read a checklist and you got them <laughs>
1: i feel like i feel like to be happy in a relationship two things have to happen one two people have to actually be compatible mm-hmm. but then also i think they have to choose each other
0: That's, oh absolutely
1: i talk about like me and my boyfriend we talk about that a lot because it's like uh, uh, you like think about how many people there are on this earth and now they're all in your phone. You have access to every other human being on the planet if you want it. It's very easy to find anybody you want to Except
0: talk to. Except
1: for North Korea. <laughs> Except for North Korea. Right. What if my soulmate's in North Korea and I'm wasting all my time on this white dude from Mesquite? And like, <laughs> there, might, there might be a, a North Korean dude out there who's perfect for me. And I'll never, oh God, we should bomb Ooh. King Jong-il. That's exactly Whoa. why. There we go. I just solved war crises because of romance. I did. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You gave me the most serious look like you thought that was really my foreign policy. No, no,
0: no, no, that wasn't it. I was just like, I I, I don't know. I don't know. I just went to a weird place for a minute.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't have any like real strong opinions about that at all. But um, (laughs) um, but no, I do really feel like you just have to actively choose each other every Mm -hmm. day. You have to decide this is the person I want to be with. And I hate how unromantic that sounds because we all we all want to believe that you just fall in love. And the person just falls in love with you back. But I mean, I just don't think that's true. I think you actively like say, I want to be with this person. Absolutely. I'm going to put in the work to make it work.
0: Because like for the most part, I think romance stories are like kind of like our modern version of myth making. Where it's just like, (laughs) as soon as your lips touch, your leg is going to pop and there's going to be fireworks and people are going to take photos of it. And then you're going to be walking down the red carpet and everyone's going to be like, look at them. They're so perfect together. (laughs) Like, no, like you, whenever it comes down to it, like you're not going to find somebody who you're just 100% across the board in all aspects of like compatible with, but that doesn't mean that you can't like do, like if you're going to commit to something, like you have to commit to that other person and be like, look, this is like the things that where we have differences or whatever. And like, we have to find yeah. some sort of middle ground. Like there's always work to be done on yourself. Like, and if you think that there isn't, then you're basically saying i think that i'm perfect exactly how i am and we know that's not fucking true so
1: (laughs) that's a a good recipe to end up alone if you're just like i'm perfect and there's no reason to compromise ever 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 i don't know but then again
0: i like i like to meet my cats (laughs)
1: i've got
0: 40 of them
1: that's such a stereotype i mean i thought i was gonna be a spencer and i hated cats i was like what am i gonna do (laughs) there's no one i can trick into liking me i don't even like cats or dogs um i gotta say that's let's not have me going um on there. <laughs> let's let's make sure the ums aren't in there
0: uh so let, let's let's talk about something that's been making you salty lately
1: ask me a question
0: let's see what would i like to know about message Jasmine
1: Ellis. Well, we'll make this a Reddit AMA, but it's just two friends. <laughs> By the way, I just learned that abbreviation. Someone someone messaged me and was like, "Oh, you should do a Reddit AMA. And I was like, "What is AMA standing for? And they're like, come on. And I was like, American Medical Association.
0: <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's that's right, but that's not the one we're talking American about.
1: American Motorcycle Association.
0: Oh, God. How about... Uh,
1: Aborigines Medieval Association. I'm just saying words. Sorry. <laughs>
0: oh that sounds like an australian renaissance fair exactly (laughs) oh let's uh, hey since we're on the topic of relationships why don't we just like take the next step and talk about uh marriage
1: Ah! okay okay Yeah. That's a great you one. You know
0: exactly what I'm talking about.
1: That's a great one. So I have made a pact with myself to calm the fuck down about weddings. I actually deleted the Pinterest app today for my sanity.
0: That's a good first step.
1: It's a good first step. My boyfriend and I have been together two and a half years and we are in this like awesome like going for it with our careers kind of phase. Um, a lot of people would be like, why don't you go straight to LA or New York? And I felt like in Dallas, I was kind of hitting my head career-wise. Mm-hmm. Like there were only so many rooms and they were wanting a specific kind of comic. And I would come down here for festivals and stuff and felt like there was so much more freedom in the scenes. I was like, I need to be in Austin. And then Alex is wanting to grow as a writer too. Mm-hmm. So we're coming here. I'm already, I am already live here. He's moving in with me and we're moving in together. So that's great. Mm-hmm. But I cannot help myself because of my Southern Belle upbringing. I am just like, oh my god, I am living with a man and we are not married. Like like my family didn't know we were fucking. Like of course they know. But like literally literally this is my dad. This is my dad and his freaking guilt trips. This is my dad. He goes, "We have a, a family member right now that just got out of the hospital, for, actually he's still in the hospital. He was in a coma. He was very very ill. Oh, I'm sorry." And uh, I was talking to my dad and he goes, yeah, he asked about you. He wanted to see how you're doing. And I said, oh, well, tell him, you know, tell him I've been thinking about him. I've been praying for him. And he's like, yeah, I told him you're moving in with your boyfriend. And he said, tell Jasmine, your boyfriend's not going to buy the cow if he can get the milk for free. And I was like, you mean to tell me he whimpered in a coma? <laughs> like he was just like,
0: uh, 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 I'm dying. Tell her but to stop I know giving <laughs> that she's a cow and giving the milk away for free. Freaking hate what? that.
1: I got so angry about that because, like, one, in that analogy, like being a cow means I'm literally useless. Like the only thing I provide is what comes out of my body. Jesus. Um, I'm yeah. not a cow, or if anything, he's the cow. Um, I don't know why anybody has to be the cow. Nobody's the cow. Nobody's a cow. But you know what? I don't even drink cow milk anyway like it's bad for you and it gives you gas like i'm sorry i got so angry (laughs) thinking about this that was i think that was the last time i actually got like furiously mad about it and so it's like in the back of my mind i keep thinking you know i wish we were getting married i wish that was like on the table right now but does it make sense financially no is it really feasible right now no is it necessary not really
0: okay let me ask you a heavy one do you feel like your desire? to get married comes from your own personal motivation or do you think that it's like partially or mostly influenced by the people around you and like what societal norms say that you should and shouldn't do
1: I think it's influenced by my need to wear a Vera Wang gown. <laughs> I, I wish it was coming from a deeper, better place, but I'm like, bitch, I look cute and white. I need my moment. I need me, me, me. I'm a middle child. I need my moment. I just, I don't know. I really like small hors d'oeuvres. I love food. I love food served in tiny pieces. I like open bar. No, but nobody else is getting married. I'm just hanging out with a bunch of Austinites and you guys can't commit to anything. Somebody's got to throw a big party and it's got to be me.
0: Just put on a white blouse and go get tapas
1: <laughs> could i do that
0: I, I mean hey you said you want to look you want to wear white and you want to eat tiny plates that's that's a thing
1: if i put on a fake tiara <laughs> would you tell him it's my bachelorette party but oh. like you're just my only friend Honey, <laughs> like,
0: of course i would
1: oh oh that's why i love you and i think we're holding hands by the way please th- <laughs> like a record show we are holding hands and i
0: think If I was the only person there saying it was your bachelorette party, we would not pay for our dessert.
1: Oh, my God. They'd feel so bad for me.
0: That girl with one friend. Can we have a table for eight?
1: (laughs) And then no one else shows and we act all sad and distraught.
0: It, that would be like a real dick move to like take a table of aid just for effect but like <laughs> <laughs> you gotta commit are, are, that's what there are times that you have to ask yourself are we this extra
1: <laughs> no we are um <laughs> i think you're right i do think a lot of my interest in marriage comes from societal pressure but i do believe in marriage as an institution and yeah. i do know wow there's some heavy stuff but i do know without a question that like i want to be with the person I'm with for the rest of my life. No. And so I feel, but then again, I know what marriage is like, people will say marriage is a piece of paper, but it's not. I mean, why do you think people fought so hard for the right to do so? Marrying someone is essentially making them your family. And I see Alex as my family, like he's a part of me. And oh my, I'm getting all choked up talking about it. You know what I mean? And oh. I just, it means a lot to me. And I, I want that eventually, but I'm willing to wait because like if you like it would be like like those those women who have ultimatums mm-hmm. and they're like i'm only oh, dating them for x amount of time and if they don't propose i'm leaving i'm like well then you didn't actually want to marry that person you no, just wanted to be like married that's, like like that's that's a, that's a policy you apply to a job like if i don't get a raise i'll leave because jobs are interchangeable because they're not like the fabric of your being but i truly believe like a like a person who you're meant to be with i know i'm a i'm a sap I believe in like I believe in soulmates. I believe in like a singular. I mean, not to, no no shade to anybody who's polyamorous or whatever. That's amazing. I'm sure you've got soulmates, um, but I do feel like that certain people are meant to be in your life for a reason. I genuinely believe that. I'm a weirdo.
0: Yeah, I uh, I'm on the opposite side, <laughs> but I think that. But I do think that that is nice, and I think like, I think that those are like good building blocks for like helping create a strong relationship and helping keep that motivation going for like having to do the work side of relationships so
1: are you like are you jaded about like could you ever see yourself married
0: uh well maybe Mm -hmm. um it well because like you are
1: 25 yeah relax
0: (laughs) well because here's the thing there's a whole issue whenever like because Uh, All right, because we we have to get into it since, like, I'm gay, and, like, we have to take into consideration the whole gay marriage thing being legalized in 2016. Uh, So, one of the main reasons that gay marriage became such a prominent issue whenever it did is because it was during the height of the AIDS crisis, whenever everybody was, uh, or everybody that's so absolutist, whenever a large sum of the gay population was finding themselves affected by this new disease, and because that they didn't have any legal rights under the law, they were finding themselves, once their partners were starting to become sick and starting to die, losing a lot of like civil liberties because of like a lack of power of attorney over the life that they had shared for X amount of years, mm-hmm. however long that they had been married, uh, a right to be present at the funeral and present in the hospital room, et cetera, because they weren't considered family. And so once gay marriage was legalized, like in 2016, that was sort of like a slap in the face because like all the main people who fought for it for the main reasons have all died. But now we've made such big strides in, uh, HIV treatment medication that it's like people can live very long healthy lives with HIV because of the advances that we've made in modern medicine people can take uh, prep mm-hmm. for example pre-exposure prophylaxis uh, and have almost a a next to zero chance of contracting it if they do are exposed to it mm-hmm. and we're starting to move forward in the way that people perceive things about same sex or intersex relationships to where those things, while they are still large issues, are starting to fall down a little bit lower on the totem pole. Uh, which some people might get really angry at me for saying that, but it's, it, it, I'm, and I'm not saying that as an absolute truth, but to where the pressing need to get married as soon as possible as a gay person has not become quite as high of a priority because of those things. Yeah. So that's where I'm thinking about it personally, is where, like, to me, it's not. Because I am HIV negative, I don't have a partner right now, so it's like there isn't, and I'm, you know, twenty five, so it's like it's not anywhere like really in my periphery or scope of vision. Yeah,
1: and you probably didn't grow up with like a fairy tale wedding planned out, or did you?
0: Well, I mean, no, not at all, because for the most part, people were telling me you shouldn't get married, so I didn't have that societal pressure. <laughs> they were just like, "Can you not and don't and stop."
1: <laughs> that is that is so interesting. It's a completely different thing. One thing that's funny is I don't want kids. Like, I've just decided they're Mm-mm. not for me. Nope. So, I have, I literally, okay, my, my best friend's dumbass baby's dad, uh, she hates the phrase baby daddy. Um, like, so we're like babysitting her kid. It's just me and him. And he's like, ta- asking me about my relationship. And I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think I want kids though. He goes, then why the hell do you want to get married? And I like e- explain all the reasons I said before. And yeah. he's like, the point of getting married is like, so you can raise a kid. And I'm like, you have a kid with a woman you're not married to. So what does that have to do with anything? Like, there's no Mm -hmm. blueprint for living a life. You can be whatever makes you comfortable. And you're right. There's for some people, it's not. It's I do think we should get to a point where marriage shouldn't Mm -hmm. be looked at as a as a must do. Um, But it is it is frustrating how it's like if you don't have immediate family, like you, and you want to make someone have power of attorney and have like the next Mm. of kin benefits, you have to indicate that legally and the easiest way to do so is marriage.
0: Which, which even, and that's why I was saying like even now, like as we're making like strides towards uh, a semblance of something that's more tolerance towards like uh, same-sex, intersex couples, things like that aren't, in some areas as challenging to get to where you may not necessarily need the veil of marriage in order to do it. Uh Like, I mean, like in Austin, for example, like there are protections like for gay people at jobs. Like you can't be fired just because of your sexual orientation. Unfortunately, it's not something that can really be enforced because, uh, it's like, uh, it's it's not actually technically legally applicable unless it's applicable in the whole state, but that's a whole other thing. Oh, but it's right. like there are certain strides that are being made, be they marginal, that in some areas it's becoming easier for those things to be done without that piece of paper. So in some areas it becomes less of a, I absolutely have to have this. It makes it easier when you have the piece of paper, but...
1: I probably that's probably what keeps the divorce rate. At. I mean, I mean, when marriage isn't something that's pushed on you or something that mm. you're expected to do, you only do it if you really want to.
0: Yeah, which uh, I think is kind of nice, right?
1: I mean, like that's how I feel about kids.
0: Because I mean, I've, when you do it, you're fucking doing it.
1: <laughs> you're like, yeah, that's what I want yeah. to do. That's awesome. And there's
0: there's there's a ni- there's a niceness to that that I think like really offers a lot more compared to just like oh, I need to get married because everyone's pressuring me to get married because then once you get married, they're going to be like, when are we getting grandkids? And then you're like, we have to fuck.
1: Oh, no. I'm. I, <laughs> here's my here's my plan. So after we get married, I'm going to wait like a year and a half and everyone's mm. going to ask us when we're having kids. And I'm going to say, no, we don't want kids. I don't want kids. Then I'm going to invite everybody to a big gender reveal and it's going to be like a big tiered kink and everyone's going to be expecting the inside to be blue or pink. But then it's just gonna be black. And I'm gonna be like, I had a hysterectomy. Woo! And just drop confetti and like we're never having a baby. And everyone's like, just gonna jump up and down. It's gonna be a celebration of no life. That's what I want.
0: Instead of confetti, it's just gonna rain negative pregnancy tests from the I'm, ceiling. Negative
1: pregnancy tests. I'm pissing on everything. <laughs> like, <I'm just> excited.
0: <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, so, I mean, like, yeah, like, the this conversation that we're having, like, is kind of like the things that we're talking about, just sort of taking a dive into things that make us resentful. And we're going to be getting a variety of different guests on the show. Uh, we're going to be getting some of the other comics in town. Absolutely.
1: Uh, um, Actually, are we going to go ahead and start the intro for the next comic? Uh, not
0: yet. Okay. I was, I was going gonna to do the outro on our first episode. Absolutely. So. I was
1: sorry we'll, go on
0: we'll give like three seconds of space and then start over
1: yeah let's do that um let the record show i interrupted him <laughs> <laughs> wasn't needed i was looking for cosmic quizzes by the way um if we were gonna do that my options were which olsen twin are you and and which disney prince is your soulmate um sorry go ahead and do the outro sorry
0: uh, so yeah, that's kind of the idea that we're looking for uh, with the podcast is just like taking an idea of people who have unique or interesting life circumstances, uh, work situations, and kind of taking, into a, taking a dive into the aspects of their lives or work that uh, are things that could potentially make them like salty or resentful and how they have let go of it or why they hold on to it.
1: Absolutely. So we're going to be talking to people, getting inside their heads and working towards solutions. Thanks so much for
0: listening. Yeah. Thank you so much. See you next time.
1: <laughs> we'll hear you. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, we don't, we don't hear you. You hear us.
0: But either way, it will be erotic.
1: Are you going to use that voice? Cause it's weird. What? It's not weird, but like, I feel weird hearing Why? it. <laughs> Cause it's all sexy. <laughs> I'm kidding. Did
0: it? did i do it the whole time
1: no just now you were like erotic and i was like what's happening i feel like i have to pee
0: (laughs) (laughs) international